Hi, it's Rich, and let me step in here before the episode starts to say we had a little technical trouble that I did not discover until after we had recorded at 1228 Main. I'll have it resolved for next time, but uh, bear with us for a little bit of a muffled sound in this episode. I promise it'll all be better again next week. Welcome to Food and Loathing, a celebration of the food and restaurants within the only city on earth that can make you two look small, (laughs) make Christina Aguilera seem intimate, and where half of our traffic jams are actually caused by race cars. I could be speaking only, of course, about fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, the playground of the Western world where nobody cares if the lunatics are running the asylum so long as the bottle service never ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. I'm your host, Sal Mancini, a man who's been writing about the Las Vegas restaurant scene for over 20 years and the creator of the Neon Feast Dining Guide. I am joined, as always, by the creator of the Wishbone and Vine Food Blog, one of the admins of the Please Send Noodles Cookbook-inspired cooking club, and remember to add three exclamation points if you search it for that on Facebook, <laughs> That's right. and also a food writer for OffTheStrip.com, Ms. Samantha Gemini Stevens. Oh, I get applause today. Woo! I love this. The very definition of a smattering. <laughs> a smattering of applause. Yeah. Good afternoon, Gemini. How the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Now that I'm here, I've got a cocktail in hand. We've got pastry sitting in front of us. Yes. I know we're going to get some more of that. Got more food coming. But man. first, let's continue the introductions, rounding out the food and loathing team. The man who takes all of our disjointed conversations, arguments, <laughs> interviews, sprinkles them with sugar and spice and everything nice. And then kicks that brand new flavor in your ear. Yeah. Remember that song? No. Do you remember that no. song? No. You're on no. your own on that one. It's a good one. song. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's like a, it was like a, a ditty. No, a puffy song, I think. With Probably. Like, with like Way, Biggie on it. Yeah. I didn't pay a lot of attention to hip-hop in the um, 90s, I'll be honest. I was or living in New York. for me. Yeah. It was good um, then, uh, anyway, the man I'm talking about is Mr. Rich Johnson, our engineer and fast food junkie. Yeah, Rich, well, how the hell has it been? It's uh, been be- a while since be- we had you here in person. Two whole weeks. Beyond wonderful. <laughs> Beyond wonderful. Yes. Cool. Well, we are coming to you for this entire episode from 1228 Maine, the brand new Wolfgang Puck Bakery and Restaurant and Bar and all sorts of things. I was going to say, we're sitting in the bar. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Located in the heart of Las Vegas' most exciting neighborhood, the Downtown Arts District. And we are joined right now and throughout the show by um, Wolfgang Puck's Las Vegas Culinary Director and the man who is always here when I pop in for food. Chef Dustin Lewandowski. <laughs> Chef, how are you? I'm excellent. Glad Good. to be here. It's the first for me, so I'm looking Thanks forward for to it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's so cool to have you here. And we are going to get talking about everything 1228 Maine and Arts District yeah. related uh, momentarily. But as as you may not know, Dustin, but as our regular listeners know, we always like to kick off the top of this show by trying to get people hungry. Give them a little glimpse of where we've been eating, you know, what kind of restaurants people who sort of live and breathe the local restaurant scene, where we go, whether it's the places we're invited to or where it's just the places that we go and we're too fucking lazy to move three, you know, three blocks from our house and we want to order in or whatever. So, um, you know, you are our guest today. You are our host. You already have some food here for us. I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, to start by talking about what you've already brought out for us here, and then I'm going to want to know at least one restaurant you've been dining at yeah. recently. Uh, it's a little late for breakfast, but uh, not too late for pastries, so we brought out a uh, some of our signature pastries, handmade here in-house. We've got a pan out chocolate uh, on one side of the board, and on the other we have our uh, strawberry cream danish. Um, layers of flaky pastry crust with uh, a little cream cheese filling inside topped with some uh, Harry's oh Berry strawberries. Rich is already reaching for the I know. Yeah. I got some well, yeah. Thankfully, I already got photos. In the, in the, in the, the middle there is a, yeah. is a sleeper favorite yeah. that, uh, that people are coming for, and it's the lemon cruffin. It's lemon what? Lemon cruffin. 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 Okay. It's called so a cruffin because it's, uh, it, it's, it's a croissant muffin. Exactly. Oh, so. cool. And it looks yeah. like it. It almost looks like a Yorkshire pudding, the way it comes up and then gets exactly. bigger. Yeah. It looks like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> it does. It, it does definitely looks like it should way. be served in the Atomic that, Museum yeah. or something, man. I love it. It's going to go for that. Oozing with uh, fresh lemon curd. It's filled with lemon curd inside and topped with sugar and some grated lime zest. Oh, my oh, God. man, awesome. All right. And we are sitting in the bar area, and I know my um, my friends here have some cocktails already yeah. in front of them. I have a nice mocktail, nice um, virgin mule. 
nice. So I'm, you know, behaving myself, trying to give my liver a break after <laughs> 50 years of abusing it horribly. It's run its smart. Course. Better yeah. man than me. Um, <laughs> doctor's right? orders, man. Uh, but what are you, what are you drinking, Gemini? I am drinking the Negroni. I think officially, oh, I don't have the menu in front of me. It's the DR Negroni. The DR um, Negroni, yes. St. George Gin, uh, Campari, Aperol, and and. Um, Campano Antico. Saved by Dustin. It's fantastic. And I just, you know, it's... Better I'm, than those movie theater Negronis absolutely. that you're complaining about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Negroni, absolutely. though. It's, it's uh, equal part, you know, three yeah, ingredient dish. It's really it's, it hard to be complicated. screw up Negroni, yeah. or you yeah. would think. Uh, but I, one of the little details I really oh. loved is that it has those 12.28 in the top of the ice. Oh, yeah. You know, I just love those little things. So. I love a good ice program. I like to say ice program because I like to see the veins in Rich's forehead pop out. Ice program is permittable. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm having uh, the uh, Spark Fly Stoli Vanilla Vodka Espresso Founders Breakfast Stout Syrup, and I'm about to insist on a second one. Ooh, oh, baby. All right. There you go. So if you hear any errors yeah, in the production, it's because yeah, Rich yeah, yeah. is liquored up. And there's two other ones that just got if dropped If you need off. something in the meantime, Rich, we've got <laughs> the, uh, the Free Fallen, which is our uh, spicy tequila concoction. Oh. And then in front of me is the You Wreck Me, which is kind of our play on a uh, whiskey sour. Oh! oh I just had a bite of this. There's the vanilla, uh, the lemon thing. The lemon, yeah. The lemon crust. I, I am touching yes. the face of God. This is so wonderful. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. God. Free Fall and Cocktails, is that named after the Tom Petty song? Yes, or? All, all of the songs on our list uh, have, have reference I to the uh, song yeah. name. So that was, that was for David Robbins. He's a... Uh, Except my virgin thing, which has nothing to do with rock and roll, because there are no virgins in rock <laughs> and roll. Let's call it like a virgin. Then, right? <laughs> like a virgin, yeah. <laughs> but it was very kind of them to, yeah, to be willing. Thank you. So you're welcoming to those of us who can no longer consume alcohol, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. I think that's fantastic, because sometimes Some I people in vibe in a different way these exactly. days. You know? Yeah, uh, and, and we've gotten that feedback since being down here, too. Yeah. Like, I don't drink a lot. I like the other things, yep. but uh, I'd like a good mocktail. Cool, cool. So, um, okay, everybody's digging in. Everybody's having food. It's great. I know we have some more coming. But as I said, Dustin, I'm going to ask you to go first. Where have you been dining recently? Is there a place close to your home that you love to go? Is there a big opening that you've been to recently? Hit us with one place that you've really loved. Nothing fancy in Vegas here. I, I work a lot. I'm on the strip a lot. My job is to eat in all of our restaurants on a regular basis. Yeah. So I consume the, the, the formal dining experience at Spago, at Cut, here. So when I'm outside of work, I've got two teenage boys, and, and we're busy boys in yeah, school yeah. and baseball, so we're usually on the go, and, and usually like good food, but a little more low-key. So last night for the uh, Monday Night Football game, I was, uh, I was craving Mexican food. I was thinking about taking the trek to Mariana's and, and cooking, and, oh, and decided yeah. that my audience wasn't large enough, and I didn't want to do the hassle. So I ended up at Gabby's Gorditas and, uh, and, and had an amazing bowl of pozole oh. and, uh, and some birria quesadillas yes, and, and uh, some rajas tacos. And, this is and Gabby's over on the um, kind Blue, of Blue Diamond, mountain's yeah. edge yeah. area, right? Yep. Blue Diamond, yeah. Yep. And it's a very, very cool place. I've dined in there. Super casual, kind of counter-service joint. Yeah. Um, very, very small, very casual, but really good restaurant. I dig I, it there. I, I dug it, yeah. No, it really, really hit the spot for the pozole. Was 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 dead on, and and I got to get to some yeah. pozole from Scratch there. She's the a pozole. Oh, now, now those I'm boys, a those boys who grew up eating great food yeah. from the Wolfgang Gang Puck Empire. Uh, when they go to school, are they a little too hip for the room and uh, not <laughs> ready for McDonald's with a gang? No, no, no. I mean, one is one one's very adventurous. The other one's uh, a little more low key. Uh, but it, but is getting there. Actually, the older one goes to school around the corner from here and is usually popping in here for lunch about now to, uh, <laughs> before, he, before he heads off to, uh, to baseball or orchestra. I love it. Cool. What time is school? Yeah, I guess we are. School's about yeah, letting out at this in time. And right? Yeah, Yeah. Okay. 220. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Right well, now. Gabby's Gorditas, man. I like that. Yeah. Good call. A good good recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another one I've been hitting up in the neighborhood, too, uh, is Winky Hong Kong Barbecue. Ooh. Have um, not been there. Yeah, it's, it's it's on Rainbow, which has kind of become a, a, a Chinatown mecca of its own. And it's, it's in a Smith's Plaza. It's been there for years, and I'd, I'd gone there... Uh, a lot before COVID, and just kind of rediscovered it again. And and they've got you know barbecue duck and barbecue pork noodles, handmade dumplings, all, all of that. And and uh, that that's really been treating me well. Take out the last last few weeks. So, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Well, thank you very much yeah, for sharing. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Gemini, you want to take it from here? Where have you been dining? Sure. 
Sure. Well, I mean, as you guys know, maybe not as listeners necessarily, unless they're on my social media, um, I was traveling most of this week, but I was able to fit a couple of things in over the past couple of days. Um, the first one was a delivery thing, eye roll, insert eye roll, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried a place called Vegas Poke. John and I like to eat a lot of poke. I like just super fresh fish, super easy sauces, things like that. Is this a new place? Uh, I think it is. Where's it located? Uh, I'm not sure. Again, okay. I, I used the delivery apps yesterday. I was, on the <laughs> okay. way home from the, I was on the way home from the airport. Like, the past few days have just been a whirlwind. Because I passed the sign for a new poke spot it's recently. It's on Tahara, I know that. It may have been that so one. So it might have been that I one. I to try it. And then also, I think... Um, Las Vegas Phil was talking about a new poke spot Possibly. recently. I'm not sure if this is the yeah, same one or not. Yeah, there's a few different ones out there. There's one around us from, uh, around the corner from us that's, I think, a chain called Island Finn. That's usually our go-to because they know us, they know what we like, you get a big bowl of stuff. This Vegas poke, not so much. And I'm hoping it was like a one-off, but it was just soggy, it was oversoft, there was mm. very little fish. Almost to the point where we thought we got the wrong order. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than when you're like, I don't know if this is the wrong we order or if so, it's just bad. <laughs> yeah, but we were so hungry. We had just flown in that morning, a plane full of Packers and Raiders fans, which is awesome because I did go to the game last night. Go Packers. Um, oh, well, kicked wow. your ass last yeah. night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? And I'm showing up not even knowing who won that game. And I think I have tickets for next week. But Raiders. Who, Raiders won Monday yeah. night? Okay, yes, good. Yes, we Kicking did. Kicking his little smack it out. Hey, thanks. Sneak by. They, they picked, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> sports right. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we were a little bit disappointed in that. Um, but but this morning I ran over to Leona Cafe in Tivoli Village off of Rampart and Alta, and I got an avocado chopped salad, and I had them put some salmon on it because that's what I was craving. I needed oh, this yeah. great big dish of fresh greens, um, and it was a beautiful piece of salmon, huge portions, reasonable prices, great selection. Um, I I can't be mad at any of that at all. So and now I'm eating with you fine folks and and diving into a delicious cruffin and all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. so, and a burger just arrived. Yeah, baby. So okay, well it's about to be Rich's turn, but Dustin, tell us what makes this burger. Yeah, what are I, we looking at? Is the same burger that I had? I felt like the one that I had in here was more. More smash burger feeling, maybe on a. It should be the same, same one. Okay. Yeah, the, the bun looks bigger. The bun looks. Then I remember. That's all. But it looks fucking gorgeous. The bun should be the least variable because that is that is yeah. a dialed it's in. Just my memory that's down, down to the ground. <laughs> just my memory that's wrong. So okay, so we got this burger, which so I've got had. Two uh, two four ounce wagyu patties that are thinner. So season them up. Do them on a flat top plancha style griddle get some caramelization on it, give it a light smash. So it's supposed to have a, a light smash feel without being overly smashed. Mm-hmm. And, um, cool. um, American cheese, we make a, a house-made Dijonese, uh, top of a little diced red onion, uh, pickles, and shredded iceberg. Um, cool, yeah. and we've got another sandwich over here. We got, t- t- what else Smoke all bacon. just rolled this out? Is our, uh, this is our, our BLT, wow. applewood smoked bacon, our house-made uh, Pullman bread, uh, heirloom tomatoes, Koopy mayo, salt pepper, iceberg lettuce. Uh, this just a good version of a classic. And then what is this in front of you? In front of me, this is our uh, our uh, Tunisian shakshuka. Oh, um, hello. From our oh. breakfast lunch menu. Um, stewed red onions, red and yellow peppers, uh, spices, cumin, coriander, Aleppo pepper, uh, tomato oh. sauce, all kind of cooked you down and stewed me. together. And then uh, we bake that in the oven, and we put a nice sunny-side-up egg on top of it and Beautiful. top of it with micro cilantro. Cool. And now hey. I've, I'm trying to think what I've had here. I've had this smoked salmon dish. Yeah, it's our smoked, smoked salmon, salmon latka, so uh, potato latka um, that, that we use on a few different things here in the menu, uh, topped with dill creme fraiche, um, smoked salmon, pickles, and, and pickled red onions. Okay, so these are pickles, we're calling them, because last time I talked um, about this dish, yeah. I was reading it off your menu, and I think you had it listed as something else, like salted cucumbers? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've played with it, and, and we, we do continue to kind of, like, 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 like we're, we're never really happy. We're always kind of tweaking things, and, <laughs> well, and uh, you know, you, you may see some things change from time to time when you come in here. But, I'm torn yeah. between whether I want to dig into the things that I've already had or things that are brand new, because Both. I know I love the things <laughs> I've already had. Rich, while yeah. I'm figuring that out, where have you been eating, my friend? Uh, I've been all over the place the past few days, up and down the scale. Uh, the upscale, the semi-usual takeout from Romani, an Italian place at the Rampart in Lake Mead. 
did the chicken piccata and the saffron risotto. Had half of it on Sunday and the rest for Monday Night Football. Uh, last Wednesday, I got a taste of uh, press box food at T-Mobile. Ooh. Before the... Uh, how the uh, fancy people eat, huh? Ah, yeah, Golden Knights Avs preseason game. Uh, most press boxes have long ago abandoned the free meal. It's 10 bucks, all you can eat kind of mini buffet thing. They had uh, something billed as Kung Po chicken. It was really just grilled chicken breast drowned in some sort of sauce. But it's a meal at a bargain price. The only sport that really stands out uh, free meal still and the good ones is the NFL. Everybody else, you, you pay. Because, you know, conflict of interest. Man, when I started doing sports in the 70s, <laughs> mm-hmm. they had a beer tap in the in the press yeah. box and hot dogs after the fifth inning, and every beat writer was half hammered by the time they had to go down to the press box. <laughs> press get areas interviews. used to be great places to get drunk. I used to, when I would Probably set up at concerts, well, huh? yeah. <laughs> when I'd work concerts, if there wasn't a bar back there, frequently I would leave and um, set up my own bar for all the journalists. That's the only reason <laughs> I was the first person on the air with the news of the... Um, Woodstock 99 riot oh, yeah. is because everybody else was packing up to go and I said no fuck this I'm driving to a liquor store and where I'm going to set up a bar and I kept the press room open this is going to get bartender good this is going to get good this yeah. is the correct answer yeah uh, all that was a prelude to uh, I have to sh- uh, shout out to my good friend of more than 30 years Kenny Albert the legendary wow. sportscaster look at uh, him name dropping oh yeah. yeah well you know back when he was the voice of the Baltimore Skipjacks now he's the uh Second year, uh, he is the voice of the national TNT game on Wednesdays. Mm. So they were doing their preseason game, and, and that was great to hang out. I also found out I'm named in his brand-new book that dropped today, as we uh, as we think, called uh, A Mic for All Seasons. His oh, I love it. Oh, awesome, man. And he actually mentioned me on page 124. Hey, look at Very that. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm Very cool. waiting for him to send me the book now. <laughs> <laughs> right, Buy finally, one, man. Support uh, your friend. <laughs> I went to uh, Resorts World and got the signature sandwich at Sun's Out, Bun's Out. And I got there, <laughs> and it was good. Like Not life-changing great, but, but, but good. You know, made better by a couple of Randy's Donuts uh, at the same spot. And my one beef still with Randy's Donuts is they don't have a plain cake donut Rich's at that beef location. about everything is that the things are too fancy. Yeah, they're not it's plain. Sort of yeah, like, exactly. Like, things just aren't plain enough for my Rich. My Scandinavian heritage, there's no such thing as too plain for my people. I could just see you at like, well, I mean, I'm sure they probably heard you on this show. Like, I'd be like raving about like, Sorry, not sorry, ice cream. And you'll be like, how's the vanilla? Like, I don't know. I would never no. know. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll go with the coffee. As long as there's not shit in there. Just plain coffee. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I made that up with the next day with a stop at the Randy's on Charleston. And, you know, as I said before, show me you can make a plain cake donut. Then we can talk about bacon and all kinds of weird-ass fillings. Breakfast cereal. Yeah, exactly. Captain Cake batter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Randy's Uh, has told me that their best-selling donut is the plain one, so I'm I'm a little surprised that they don't do that. It is the best plain cake donut I've had in the Valley. You're surprised they don't do it at Resorts World. This is the second yeah. time you told me you couldn't get one of those at the yeah. Resorts well, World location. Somebody will listen. And I know that they do make them, and they do like right. them in yeah. their other locations. I did something kind of junk food for you here, or maybe not. <coughs> uh, cheap casino tour. I was sort of in the mood for prime rip for some reason yesterday afternoon. And, and you so, figured the cheaper the better? Uh, well, I thought I'd give that see how bad it can be, how good it can be, or whatever, how nothing it can be. So I went to the place that I give a lot of grief to. Jerry's Nugget, now with fewer parking oh my God. lot homicides. I haven't been there in so long. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to retire that dig because I had a very nice time in their very classic coffee shop. It's not retro, it's not elevated, it's not an homage. It's a real, no kidding, not much different from when they opened in the 60s coffee shop. Okay. Complete with big cakes out front, revolving pies like it's a diner on Route 17 in New Jersey. Mm, yeah, yeah, the revolving pies, man. Yeah, That's yeah. a diner club. I'll tell you, though, I, I, I followed them or some chefs related to them on Instagram for years, and yeah. they, they do put some, some talent and some work into that program. I've yeah. never eaten it. I can't That's speak awesome. for it, but, it, but it's always, it's it always looked like it would be well, good for the, that. The prime rib at one in the afternoon was, it was okay. You now, know, how much do they charge? Like, is this one of those fifty prime ribs yeah, where you get what you pay for? That's a good 17, question. $17, $18. Bucks. Okay. <clears throat> nice time in the classic coffee shop. You know, it came with potatoes and gravy, Texas toast, and a salad that really brought me back to my childhood. Slivers of cheddar cheese, iceberg lettuce, tomato cubes, and a load of Thousand Island dressing that clearly <laughs> came from like a five-gallon tin. 
And man, it just, I may go back just for that salad. The salad itself was worth $17. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, and in yeah. this town right now, that's yeah. what you pay for a salad. And so you know, it's a good salad. What it lacked in quality, it made up for in quantity. It was about 12 ounces of, of cow, medium rare. Uh, about half of it is sitting in my fridge waiting for a transformation into French dip. Maybe yeah. tonight. Well, after all of this, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and a word about the whole Jerry's vibe. I can say that I was pretty full at 1 p.m. on a Monday. The place is clean, not horribly smoky. People were friendly. The slots were loose uh, for a little bit. I was up about 30, and I ended up down about 50. But that's okay. So... That's my week in uh, what I, you know, what passes for me. That's kind of exciting. Okay, well, two things. Number one, big thing. If you go to Jerry's Nuggets, I need to know, did you go to the the strip club right across the street from it, which is the only strip club in Las Vegas where you can have a fully nude nude strip club with alcohol. The only one in all of Las Vegas. Palomino, yeah. I did not go to Palomino. It's my favorite strip uh, club in Vegas. Because you can get drunk and see the whole package. yeah. Yeah, I I, I I should have done that. I've heard you <laughs> I figure you know who we'll plan a night. Which we'll go. strippers have the afternoon shift? I don't even <laughs> think they do afternoon yeah. shifts anymore. Yeah, like exactly. strip clubs are not what they used to be, so it probably wasn't no, open not. in the afternoon. Yeah. Also, I know that I saw you over the weekend at one other event. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, oh, we talked about that. Right? right. Yes, that. you mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, yay Jerry's and yes, and seventeen dollars yeah. for prime rib. I got to say, as you'll hear, <laughs> I paid more than that for a sandwich in my dining. So. I don't know how much how good I'd be expecting the prime rib to be at seventeen dollars. Um, things are pricey All in right. this town these days. Before so, we go any further, I got to ask about the fries. Pretty mm-hmm. darn good. How you doing? Those are uh, a Kennebec French fry, Kennebec potato, uh, called Stripperbacks. Uh, yeah. Just a fat fry. Um, nice long cooking times. So they get crispy on the outside, but soft yeah. and uh, soft in the middle. Out of the freezer bag, but yep. really, really we, good. Uh, season them simply with salt, pepper, yeah. and a little bit of Parmesan. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And yeah, I'm digging into we've, this we've burger, this. which is fantastic, yeah. as good as yeah. I remember it. Doing the smoked salmon over the lockies, the potato lockies, and the pickles, fantastic also. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that one really does it for me. There's something about being in a puck restaurant and having smoked salmon, yeah. though, that is yeah. just, you kind of have to do it, it you know, it's, man. Yeah, I'm, necessary. I didn't want to bring the whole salmon pizza down here, but you know, I wanted <laughs> to have, uh, have the experience. <laughs> no, yes. re- really, really good, everything that I'm having so far right now. Um, so where have I been dining? Let's see. Last Friday, I saw an online post by Chef Will Statton of the Craving Creole Food Truck and Jogogi's Chef Stephen Lee announcing a collaboration slash battle on Will's truck. So I drove over to check it out and have a few bites from each of them. Will's gumbo was delicious. I've had it before. It never disappoints. Oh, yeah. And Stephen's kimchi smash burger was phenomenal. I spoke to them both while I was there. Here's a clip of Chef Will explaining what they were doing together. Me and uh, Chef Steve here, we have a little collaboration going on, we're doing a little chef battle, my menu versus his menu, actually we're working together so it's not really a battle, um, really making money, having some fun is what we're here for today. And as for Stephen Lee, this is a bit of a preview for the former Esther's Kitchen chef who introduced his Jogogi's concept to Las Vegas at the old Vegas Test Kitchen. And ever since that Test Kitchen closed, he's been looking for a place to take the concept. Well, it looks like he finally has plans to open a similar multi-chef, multi-concept venue in Summerlin, which I think is going to include some um, Vegas Test Kitchen alum. And he told me a little bit about that while I was hanging out with him. So I'm uh, opening a concept called In Limbo at Summerlin Takeout. And uh, my concept's gonna be Jogogi's inside there, Jogogi's Express. So I'm only gonna serve these two dishes, the kimchi smash burger and the great fried chicken sandwich. So let's get a little preview. Then on Friday, I also attended the Las Vegas Food and Wine at the Palm. Nice. And I saw quite a few amazing chefs and restaurant folks. Um, Sarah Thompson was there representing Casa Playa. Diane Mina was making Bloody oh, Mary. Oh, yeah, baby. Marty DeLeon and George Pagani from Scotch 80 Prime were there. Francois Payard, back in Las Vegas for wow. a night, making scrumptious desserts. I saw Chef Dustin and Chef Kamel from 1228 Maine. Yes, hey, now. Angela Sweetster from Queen of Hearts Tea Room. Got some pictures taken with her on her big giant chair and all that shit. Had a really a good time. And I, it really, fucking the list goes on and on of people who were there. Um, I saw Kyle from from um, the Mina Group, and he shared a little news with me. I'm going to get back to that momentarily when we get into our news section. But basically, thanks to everybody at the Palms for that invitation. I had a great time. Um, Friday afternoon, I took Sue in to try Fine Company in downtown Summerlin for the first time. And of course, we recorded this very podcast there just two weeks ago. Chef Roy Alomar is currently celebrating Filipino Heritage Month, 
with a special menu of Filipino dishes, dishes and cocktails in addition to his normal menu. So we had some from that menu, some from the regular menu. We did some kushi oysters with a um, calamansi mignonette, and that's basically a Filipino lime that they did in the mignonette. There was also mango on there and toasted garlic. We had some Leishan Kawali, which is basically crispy pork belly lettuce wrap. Oh, my God. Did an heirloom tomato salad with burrata, a bowl of gazpacho with Persian cucumbers, creme fraiche, cilantro, and sourdough croutons. I would say that one, very good, but a little busy for me for a gazpacho. I'd like my gazpacho just to be a little more... So I'm, I'm starting to sound like Rich with this plain <laughs> cake donuts here. Right? Uh, I, I barely like gazpacho at all anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it was a good dish. I would recommend it to other people. Just a little busy for me. Um, we did a, a Filipino ceviche known as kinilaw, K-I-N-I-L-A-W. It's made with um, Gulf shrimp, calamansi vinegar, sesame oil, and chili pepper. I really dug it. I like the texture of the shrimp in there. I would have liked it maybe a little less vinegary and a little more citrusy for the cure. Sure. I mean, I'm, that's not what it is. That's not the right. dish itself, yeah. but, you know, just my personal taste. But really fucking cool to try that one. And then I did a repeat of the delicious salt and pepper shrimp that we ate on the air during the mm, show here. Because that was so good. I love that fucking dish, and I really feel like salt and pepper shrimp may be an underappreciated comfort food that yeah. you chefs are kind of coming back to and realizing... Yeah. We've all had it. We've all had a cheap version of it at some point in our life. It's very homey. It takes you back. And I love that, um, that Chef Roy is doing that over there. Yeah. Later that night, we came into 1228 Main <laughs> after trying to catch a show downtown. And that didn't work out. I knew 1228 was going to be closing. I needed dinner. So as soon as my friend came over and said, oh, the show's been pushed back another hour, I was like, fuck it. We're going to yeah. go out and have our dinner. Um, Glad you did. We loved this dinner, man. Um, we started off with bread with some of your green garlic butter, and um, also they brought out some of the chicken liver mousse oh with port wine God. syrup and tart cherries. Now I'm you're speaking a, to me. <laughs> I'm not really a chicken liver guy. I don't know why. I love foie gras, but a chicken liver doesn't do it. But Sue ate that dish up, man. Oh, she yeah. fucking devoured it. Came out with three kinds of breads. The breads that you bring out with that, Dustin, are really good. I think the one of them is kind of a cherry nut bread. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic bread that we've been making for years called cherry walnut. So um, it's, it's dense. It's yeah. fruity. It's nutty. It's a great bread for chicken liver mousse. I was going to say, it sounds perfect. It's, it's a great bread for cheese. Oh. Um, you know, it's great to we just make chicken salad sandwiches on, yeah. on, on toasted cherry walnut. It's, just, it's, oh it's pretty versatile. Goodness. And then another bread that I had, I just liked it. It just felt like a, a sourdough that had kind of been toasted with a lot of butter yeah. or something in yeah. it. And it's just really good. Oh to my spread god! That, that green garlic butter all over it. I love that. We did a spicy steak tartare over what you described as crispy potatoes, and they felt like kind of breakfast potatoes, but like that had just been smashed. And I feel like smashed potatoes are suddenly. You know, remember like seven, eight years ago, five, six years ago, everybody was doing tater tots. Like yeah. fucking everybody was using tater tots in gourmet food. Now I'm seeing some form of just very rustic, smashed, peasant potatoes. I feel like they've been around for a long time, but I feel like they're coming back up. We, we blanch them and then smash them and then fry them to kind of crisp oh, up all yeah. the edges again. And, uh, and, and kind of hold them You get that crispy, crispy exterior and that kind of creamy interior. Exactly. Crisp, yeah. And they're, they're meant to be warm, not hot. Yeah. So, and then we, we dress them in, in a, a garlic aioli. Oh, my God. And, and that garlic aioli is kind of meant to be the cooling... Uh, balance between what is a spicy steak tartare. Yeah. First time I heard of these was uh, only about a year ago. A Martha Stewart YouTube oh, video <laughs> about how she smashes her potatoes and it makes it just absolutely perfect. Yeah. Well, I had oh, just okay. been to Hasselon and they had little potatoes that looked like you know, tiny little yeah. potatoes. It looked like they had just taken a hammer to and they were piling <laughs> caviar on top of them just like a week ago. So perfect. now I'm having steak tartare on smashed potatoes. So clearly, you know, it's uh, look, it's a the thing. Po- the potato needs to be used, needs to be used often so let's keep it interesting in the form i think i love it um truffle chicken pot pie do not snooze on that dish fucking really really good sue got that one loved it that was a Um, dish we've been making for for special events for for years um had never really been on a menu and uh when we were opening down here it kind of came up in conversation yeah that could be a fun menu item because, you know, in, in, in the restaurant form, it, it's, you know, you got to make so many of them to keep up with production. And, and down here, we're, we're doing things on a little smaller level. And, uh, and, and we thought it'd be oh. fun. And, and it's become a signature dish, I think, because it's 
you know, Instagrammable. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, this and, that's and important. Table, yeah, it's presented table size. It's more, even more so than in, to me, Instagrammable. I think about how the still picture will look. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's not the greatest still picture that I right. took that night, but I sure as fuck like taking the video because sure. it's brought out table side, and then the server cuts it open for you, oh, and then wow. they stir it up for you. You yeah. can take the video of all that chicken and the veggies revealing yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah, you get the aroma out. from some truffle coming out of that. Yeah, oh, anything, and that truffle anything scent like that beautiful mm. home style but taken to another level and mm. in. And it's just comfortable and pe- people like it. And, yeah. And, and it, it's relatable for all for all demographics. Absolutely. All dining styles. And, also a good dish to have if you're the kind of person who over orders like I do because always. I order more dishes and then some of them are always cold by the time I get to them, but this one is like so fucking yeah. piping hot that you really need to eat a whole other dish before you can before you can totally appreciate all of the flavors yeah. without burning your your tongue on it. Yeah. It's a nice one to drop on a big table too, for 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 a group that ordered everything else on the menu but didn't order that. And yeah. You can set one of those in the middle of the table just for everyone to take a bite out. Oh it's, my gosh. Uh, it's a great yeah. dish. I loved it. Great. Um, I had your San Marzano tomato spaghetti, which comes with crispy pancetta. Uh, garlic, chili, and yeah. Parmesan Reggiano. Fucking great dish. Just, oh my God, just a beautiful. And also, by the way, then I ordered that one, and then you guys sent out the sheep smoke regatta tortellini yeah. with San Marzano tomatoes and fresh herbs. Um, I don't always talk about prices on this, but it's worth noting, right? Both of those pasta dishes, one was 24 bucks, the other was 23 bucks. Yeah. Now, again, considering that I'm about to tell you about some $20 sandwiches that I had, yeah. right? Like, these are Wolfgang Puck pastas. They are They're, everything. This is yeah. as good as a pasta as you would get at Spago, and I don't think you're going to find mm. a 23 or $24 pasta at Spago. I, I could right. be wrong. Maybe there is one. But just a great fucking deal and just so good. Um, you know, it's not like the Arts District was desperate for great pastas because we have good pasta here already, but these two are on par with absolutely anything that you're going to get anywhere. Right. Kind of in our DNA, we, we couldn't really, you know, not, not have pastas on our menu just because no. we've been doing it for years as well and love love. I loved it, and it, it was so just ingredient-driven, yeah. you know, and that, that's really the thing, you know, and I've, I've been to so many Wolfgang Puck restaurants over the years. I've known so many of the chefs, and that's the deal with always with pastas yeah. in a Puck restaurant is that you're tasting how good those tomatoes are. You're right. tasting how good the pasta itself is. The pancetta that you put in here was just so fucking fantastic. <laughs> um, and again, that that um, that the sheep, little secret the, the is actually guanciale. Huh? Yeah. Did we say pancetta on the oh. menu? But it's actually well, guanciale. That's why it's so fucking so. good. No, yeah, so right. you're, you're responsible for the dumbing down yeah. of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's so funny. Because I always see people that put pancetta, that use pancetta in carbonara, and I would prefer it be guanciale, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but here you're calling it pancetta, but it is guanciale, <laughs> so it's better yet. So fucking great. Um, yeah, and those tortellini were great. Lemon cake I got for dessert, by the way, and this is one that you had sent me home with yeah. about a week or so ago, and I spoke about it. Ah, uh, look, here, here it is it coming comes. out to the table. I love this. I was trying to guess what it was the night that I was eating it when I took it home, and it's definitely lemon, but I got it right. There is olive oil in that cake, right? Oh. The batter has olive oil in it, so it is, it is almost on the savory side. Uh, yeah, the and cake. the herbs that are with it just give it a, a very kind of of rosemary and lemon, and, yeah. and uh, you know, so it's, 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 a, it's a nice afternoon dessert. It's not too heavy. It's... Uh, um, the, the lemon buttercream is fantastic and kind of yeah. ties yeah. everything together. So I brought so. that home with me, and I fucking loved it. You guys have to have a taste of this. Oh, I'm for definitely the next section, I want to hear what you have to say. But anyway, thank you, Chef. We had a great meal here. Great. Um, then last night, as we record this, I was over shooting a video at Circa. Decided to take home some sandwiches from Saginaw's. Saginaw's makes very, very good sandwiches. Saginaw's makes very, very expensive sandwiches. Oh, yeah, All yeah, the yeah. sandwiches are going to be over 20 bucks there. Um, and it was weird because I didn't want their prepackaged turkey sandwich, so I kind of built my own turkey sandwich for Sue. It was even more pricey, but look, they were good fucking sandwiches, and you're in Circa, which is a beautiful resort. Expect to pay resort prices, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've got no problem about that, but yeah, a little pricey. They do a thing with uh, the pastrami and corned beef, like mix them together, and I said, no, give me half that's just pastrami, and half is just oh, corned beef. Yeah. And they you said, yeah, okay, we can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would I start with the corned beef and then the pastrami is my dessert. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that one. I got, ended up getting their official Reuben. But they do yeah. a lot of spins on hot corned beef and or hot pastrami yeah. and or hot both of them together. Yeah. They, they have four or five. Yeah, they do them very, very oh well. Oh, my gosh. Hey, coming up with the news, a chef makes a move, hiring at Honey Salt and some Halloween fun. But first, we'll be joined by our host for the day, Dustin Lewandowski. This is Food and Loving.
Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. You want more Al Mancini? You can hear me all week long on all of the Highway Drive and Vegas Vibe radio stations delivering the Neon Feast foodie updates. Also, keep your eyes open for my appearances on Wake Up With The CW and my videos on the At Vegas social media channels. And you can find some of my writings at visitlasvegas.com. And now we roll into the official Dustin Lewandowski section of this, although he's been involved in this from the very beginning. First of all, I haven't had any of that. Pass that yeah, over Yeah, we here, got a Shakshuka. Shakshuka, yeah. Let's get And Chef, before, as I start piling some of this on, just a little background. How long have you been with the Wolfgang Puck Group? I started with the Wolfgang Puck Group in 1999 as a line cook when Post Trio opened and was with them for a few years before venturing out for a few years opening a, a little restaurant with a friend over in Henderson um, for, for two or three years and then when that didn't Which work out it was called Vignette it was on Eastern up by Anthem oh, I'm um, sorry I'm not remembering that one no, I apologize it was, um, it, it, was, uh, it was it was a fun little project you know probably a little ahead of its time uh, as far as being entrepreneurial out in the neighborhood mm-hmm. but um, yeah we, we, had, we had a couple of years good run um, John Curtis was there and, and uh, Max used to come in quite a bit and we had some good press and and uh, won some cool accolades and, and it, was, it was kind of a destination restaurant that uh, you know couldn't get couldn't get the traction seven days a week you know day and night so cool. uh, so you are now I'm, yeah I got a mouthful of food I'm not apologizing <laughs> so you are now culinary director for Las Vegas for the Wolfgang Puck Group correct so that means you've got a lot going on and we should talk <laughs> about a little bit of that because you guys are revamping what used to be Lupo in Mandalay Bay, and you're rebranding that, and I want you to tell me a bit about that, but also you're bringing Lupo into downtown Summerlin. Correct. So, tell me about those two projects before we dig deep into 1228 Main. Sure. Um, well, the first one we'll talk about is, is Lupo closing at Mandalay Bay after 23 years, I believe, um, and that the place was, was in need of, of a facelift. It was uh, in need of, of kind of an uplift and uh, partnering with the hotel to do so. And uh, we all just kind of felt that it, that it was the right time to, to bring a fresh concept in there. And, and we still wanted to be Italian. We still wanted to be Italian fine dining. But, but give the space um, a new name and some new branding to, to go along with, uh, with, with the new renovation. So, um, so that, that's, that's, that's going to be on. opening in Mandalay in time for the Super Bowl, Correct. I believe, right? Correct. Are, we are shooting for early January on that. And um, now there's a, this is... At least if I believe press releases, which I don't, but what the fuck, you know, we tell the stories anyway. Um, inspired by Chef Puck's mother? Yeah, the name is, is the new name of, of the restaurant is called Cara Ma, which means Dear Ma. Yeah. Like if you're writing a letter yeah. to your mother in Italian. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a tribute to his mother um, and in bringing high-end Italian, you know, fine dining um, uh, to Mandalay Bay. And Mandalay's on fire right now. It is. I mean, they yeah. finally, oh, yeah. you know, I feel like they never got around to doing anything. You know, the pandemic may have put some plans on hold, and now suddenly we're out of the pandemic, Allegiant Stadium's on fire, Mandalay realizes that they're beautifully positioned to capture people. And we've got Flanker, we've got the Voltaggio brothers in there, we've got one announced project by Michael Mina in addition to the revamp of Strip strip Steak, and a lot of people would not be surprised if we hear anything, something else from Michael over in that property, but uh, we're not talking. Um, So the entire Mandalay Bay, I feel like, is becoming a much more exciting destination once again. Exactly. Um, um, Their convention space is, is one of the largest in town as well, too, and they do a very good job of keeping that at capacity. Uh, they're using that the arena on property as well too for mm-hmm. the aces for the the desert dogs lacrosse they're, they're getting concerts in there so um, we're excited about the reinvention about the rebranding about the new opportunity Amazing. to uh, to kind of bring some life back into, into can I tell place. you about my only bad experience at Lupo sure I mean because you know it's, it's been 10 years 15 yeah. years I feel like I can tell you this yeah. I won your um, 
I went in and I, I was working for City Life and I, Thanksgiving was coming around and I wrote up places that have, what is everybody doing for Thanksgiving? And you yeah. do those articles if you write for local newspapers. And then I went through and I found the places that would have the best menu for Sue and I to have Thanksgiving. And Sue always wants a traditional turkey dinner, <laughs> right? So I always have to find a place that has that. And I always have to find a place that doesn't have one because I fucking came from a family of like 28 people at Thanksgiving. And by the time the traditional food got to me, it was always cold. So I don't have warm, fuzzy memories <laughs> of Thanksgiving. So, but I always want to... If I ever eat turkey again in my life, it'll be too soon. I'm, right. I'm, I'm right. I'm over it. That's me, right? So I want, always want something autumnal. And you had, I believe, a risotto dish on the menu that sounded perfect. And I wrote up this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, we're going to Lupo. We made the reservation at Lupo. We're so fucking happy. We get there. And you were out of both of the fucking Thanksgiving oh specials God. on Thanksgiving Day. And I was like, damn, I'm happy for the restaurant, but yeah. um, no thank you. Give my table to somebody yeah. else. <laughs> Ended up going over to a steakhouse somewhere that still had some turkey around. It's such an unpredictable holiday, like especially being an Italian restaurant. You know, it's like people, people know where they're going to go get turkey and stuffing and mashed yeah. potatoes and gravy and, and, and dinner rolls. And, and then there's like, like who goes to who, who seeks out an Italian restaurant for for Thanksgiving and and we, me, you know, it, me, it, me, it, me. It, it's hard to understand what your target audience is and and, and what to prove and, and the reservations don't always uh, prove to uh, to be reality in this town. You could start with one number and you know quadruple it yeah. uh, out of nowhere. So. Well, clearly I did not hold any kind of grudge. Those 15 well, let, years let me, ago let me know where those items were. Do some research on them. We'll make it up to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so. About Lupo, though, bringing it out to the downtown summer of the neighborhood, I believe, as David Robbins was telling me, that it's it's going to be slightly reimagined Lupo for the Burbs. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a successful brand and one that's special to us and important to us. And in, in giving the one at Mandalay Bay a new name, that that name was you know was was, was going into retirement yeah. as there's no other Lupos in in the company. So I, I think the thought was let's it's a known brand, it's a known commodity. Let's let's see what we can do with that. And we wanted to go from Players Locker in downtown Summerlin to a more elevated concept yeah. that we think the neighborhood is, is, is hungry for and, and, and eager for. And we thought uh, Lupo would be a perfect brand to, to put out there. Mm-hmm. So it might uh, not be exactly the same menu that you're used to at Mandalay Bay, okay. but it will have um, <clears throat> you know familiar items from that restaurant as well. Uh, other other high, higher end food items that, that you may be using. Now, is it so. going to be dinner only, or are you going to offer lunch <clears throat> as well? Do you know? The uh, the specifics on that are still still in the works. Our, our our first and foremost focus is getting the one at Mandalay Bay open. Absolutely. And we want to give ourselves a little bit of time between projects so that we can give the right attention to uh, to the Karma project at Mandalay Bay before undergoing the uh, the the Lupa project at Summerlin. Okay. Uh, so. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that's work in progress and 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 yeah still some details to be to be ironed out okay. there no, i'll be watching because uh, that's in our backyard so some of what's going on <laughs> in the wolfgang puck culinary yeah. empire here in las vegas yeah you know for some people i think don't realize how attached chef puck and his organization are to las vegas um clearly one of the very first celebrity chefs who came to las yeah. vegas and, you know, he's... he's 1992. Often, yeah, 1992. Uh, yeah. He's oh often God. told me the story about how the open kitchen in the original Spago, yeah. when they were first opened, um, National Finals Rodeo came to town. Oh, and yeah. all the cowboys went into Spago, and they saw the open kitchen in the back, and they thought it was a buffet line. They started oh fucking God. lining up for food. <laughs> oh That's my how God. much William, uh, Wolfgang Puck has changed this town and <laughs> people's expectations. <laughs> then they started demanding burgers right. and you know, well-done steaks. And, oh, and, God, you know, no. My heart. All, all of this, and, and that was the first week he was open. He was like, what did I sign up for? What did I get myself into? Is this Las Vegas? <laughs> right. But, um, but Chef Puck and his organization and, and David Robbins and, and Tom Kaplan and lots of people that have been yeah. involved with him over the years, really very responsible for transforming this city into a serious culinary city. A lot of that for me is the way that you train in-house, the way that, that you've helped create people that have gone off to every other restaurant in this town right. that have background in the Wolfgang Puck organization. Um, you're not the only people who I respect that way. I should shout out to a lot of others, the Mina sure. Group and Thomas Keller. and the, you know There are a lot of great ones, but... You guys were the first in many ways, yeah. and and the and DNA runs deep. You know, the DNA is yeah. is, uh, is is intertwined. Yeah, in a lot of spaces spent, around town. Yes, you have you've propagated the entire restaurant world with great employees, especially this city. You've changed the way people look at it, and I know you're always looking at it 
as a business, though, and looking at what neighborhoods are ready and what casinos are ready and what concepts are ready, you know, right. you, you guys probably have that in your DNA of just being able to analyze, like, trends and things like that. So the question, what made you say the Arts District is ready <coughs> for us? What Wolfgang Puck needs to be in the Arts District? Um, I think it was more about our, our passion for the downtown and, and Arts District. I mean, David Robbins lived down here. For, for many many years and uh, and, and therefore was was you know stone's throw five minutes from here and, and would hang out down here and this is, these are neighborhoods that I like to hang out I like to get off the strip I like to go to Absolutely. smaller bars and, and smaller restaurants and you know life is beautiful festivals and and, and do the downtown thing so I, we we've talked about it for years I mean we talked about it pre-COVID about what kind of business could we open down yeah. here and, and and same thing we, we we tossed around various different types of ideas. Of, of concepts that we think could work down here, um, and 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 I think there were plans pre-COVID that got shelved with with you know the the world going on hold for for a year year and a half and the yeah. recovery following, and then once kind of you know um, we got our feet under us again and 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 it, it was brought to light again like what are we going to do, and and having a standalone bakery is something that's always we've always talked about too you know we have Chef Kamal. Um, you know, who's been in our company for 10 years and, and, and making amazing bread for, for Spago and all of our restaurants out of Spago and out of Lupo. And, yeah, uh, people, people need, I'm always going to stop at this because I was <laughs> so happy to have seen Kamel at um, the event this yeah. past weekend. People need to realize what a brilliant pastry chef and baker Chef Kamel Gachida is. Um, I may be wrong. I think I've always said he's a James Beard Award winner. I'm not sure if he's a winner or a multiple-time finalist. I'm Either sure way, either. but when he was with Robichon, he created their bread card. I always thought it was the greatest coup on earth when, when Chef Puck was able to, yeah. to steal him away from um, Chef Robichon. And I immediately saw that the breads got better in every <laughs> Wolfgang Puck restaurant. Yeah. The desserts got crazy more creative. Not that either was lacking beforehand, but... He is a, a brilliant chef, and so he oversees very all of your pastry and baking. Very and, and we've had demands from, from our guests to, to buy bread, to take bread home. We've done various pop-ups. We've been at the, at the downtown Summerlin Farmer's Market, you know, off and on for, for several years selling bread. On yep. the, During COVID, I was buying yeah. his bread out yeah, of exactly. um, downtown Summerlin. There you yeah. go. Um, you know, so so we got the taste of, of selling it, and we got the feedback, and we're like, we need a standalone bakery, like like we need to do this, and and but there's there's not a lot of great bread in this town, and and, and it's hard to find, and and we wanted to kind of carve out a niche to do that, and and talking about the arts district seemed like a perfect place to have have a standalone bakery, and and so it all kind of you know started synthesized from talking about a bakery and then well let's do pastries too let's do croissants and danishes and 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 breads and sure. and, and oh let's do coffee let's uh, well, we, let's do breakfast so we've got we've got this great bread let's make sandwiches so the first part of the concept started there yeah and uh and then the space started to come together and and the team started having fun with the design process and and started touching materials and and talking about ideas and and what this place could be and like let's add a bar like look, we, we, we've got the lease we, we've got the space we should we should have a dinner spot too so it kind of turned into this this all-encompassing project that, that has a lot of heads to it yeah and, it uh, changes gears it seems a lot though because you come in for lunch during the day it's very much you just go to the counter you order yeah. your food you take your number people deliver it um, weekend brunch though is more of a full service Correct. situation dinner yeah. is more of a full service situation then you have this bar over here, which is a gorgeous it bar really with high-end, very, very high-end cocktails. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's a lot of different gears depending on what you're coming here. And then for. that was that was honestly a last-minute audible. I mean, I, I believe we, we had fully intended to open with full-service breakfast and lunch until like two or three weeks before, and we had this random meeting down here one day, and we're like, maybe we should just do counter service, you know? Like, and we really looked around the neighborhood and... and what what people were looking for sure. and, and, and what the vibe was down here and and I genuinely think it was pretty much the right call to to do counter service it seems to fit this is how people are used to it they like it they can be a little more in and out and uh, and, then, and then we chose on the weekends when people are, are more likely to to sit down with groups and and do some day drinking yeah. and spend a little bit more time together that that's when we incorporate full service into that yeah. and, and, and so far it's working out really well. With that counter service idea during the weekdays, um, is this a place that I should feel comfortable if I want to come in, just buy a pastry and a, a coffee or whatever and set up my laptop and hang out for a little while? 100% yeah. and, and, and we see that a lot. We see people having, hanging out here for three hours, 
drinking coffee, having pastries, you know, on their Zoom calls, handling their business, or, yep. or having quick meetings here. Um, we're getting a lot of local attorneys that are that are that are having their their meetups down here, um, just because it's a consistent, comfortable place to yeah. do that. And and um, and you can you can have a simple coffee and pastry, or you can you can have a nice lunch meeting. Yeah. Um, Cool. So a little bit of something for everything. I think yeah. so. Okay, who tried the cake? I have tried a little bit of it, and Rich, I think you try it's the cake? fantastic. I will get there. You will get there. <laughs> you can devote full attention. I'm taking a month off of cake. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a month off cake. of cake. What, what do you think? I need to take a month off of cake. Um, I love it. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for olive oil cake anyway, and it is a lot lighter than it seems. It seems like it should be really dense and really heavy, um, but the cream is really nice and light. The citrus flavors just kind of pop. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. the cake is moist without being, um, like really dense. I, the whole, yeah, the whole thing is really great. It's totally worth all of it. Said it better than I could. Yeah. <laughs> Rich is digging down into the best cheesecake. Meanwhile, that cheesecake will send you right to the deep end bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love a good best cheesecake, though, and you guys do a great oh, one Oh, yeah. Here. I'm eyeing it from afar. I'll get there. Don't oh, worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was just going to sample, but no. I'm <laughs> Look at that. He went from the tiny <laughs> bite to the He's big plate. He's making sure he's got it Take the plate. I am not on the cake, too. Okay. We are going to get down to a little bit more eating, but the show is not over. The news is next. This is Food and Loathing. We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing or reach out directly. Info at foodandloathing.vegas. And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out in time at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com. Honey Salt, located across the street of the Boca Park Shopping Center on Fort Apache in Charleston, is hiring. Looking for a few new people, including a line cook, a pastry cook, as well as a general manager, host, and busser. They ask that you send an email with your resume to manager at honeysalt.com. And as of today, this Friday, as you're listening to this, it is Friday the 13th. The Golden Tiki is kicking off its Halloween festivities to include activations all month long and into November for Day of the Dead. Specialty drinks include the Vampiro, Zombie, Suffering Bastard, Bloodbath, and No Brainer. More information on their socials or at thegoldentiki.com. Reservations are highly recommended. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I spoke to Chef Kyle Johnson at Las Vegas Food and Wine, and he informed me that he's leaving the Mina Group on good terms, I should note, to join Brian Howard and John Anthony at their company, Spaghetti on the Wall Hospitality. He'll start there as Director of Culinary on November 15th, and of course, as we've mentioned on this show, Spaghetti on the Wall has a new Halfbird location opening in Henderson on November 11th. Um, just a couple of days before he comes on board. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned the Halloween festivities at Golden Tiki. I realize that we also have Nightmare on That's Spring right. Mountain in full swing it right now. Time. Yes, right now at the Sand Dollar Lounge on Spring Mountain Road. Are they doing it at the plaza as well? Do you know? I do not know. I'll check into that. But hold on. Yeah. We may have something for you right here because oh. when I leave this, I'm going hopefully over to talk to them. So if so, we'll insert <laughs> that here. If not, you people at home will never hear this part. <laughs> So I'm here at the Sand Dollar Lounge with Anthony Jameson, one of the owners slash proprietors of this fine watering hole and venue. Um, how you doing, Anthony? Good. Busy. Yeah? This, this is your busy season, right, man? Yeah, it's nonstop from now until New Year's. So I guess, you know, it kind of almost slipped right past me because I haven't started thinking about Halloween yet. But suddenly I'm like, shit, Nightmare on Spring Mountain is going on, man. So when did you start it? And tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it was born out of necessity during COVID because we needed to figure out a way to get people to leave their house uh, that had been stuck inside for three months. So we had already been doing Miracle Pop-Up, which is a Christmas-themed pop-up, and it was so successful we decided to try doing Halloween. So we basically followed the same template, decorate over the top every square inch of the bar, created the cocktails that are, you know, fall-based, you know, pumpkin spice kind of inspired things. Uh, And here we are three years later. So what's it like for people when they walk in the door of Nightmare on Spring Mountain? Uh, We try to make it like an adult Halloween, less less smiling pumpkins and more horror film, 
like 1980s kind of kitschy Halloween. Tell me a bit about the cocktails that you're offering. You know, we had to do a, a pumpkin spice because it's it's like the vein of every bartender's existence is pumpkin spice latte. So we did one just for that called the basically our basic bitch cocktail. Uh, we're infusing rye whiskey with pumpkin pie mix for 24 hours and then straining through coffee filters. Um, but obviously you can expect the booze to be front and center instead of pumpkin spice. Uh, and then we just had fun with the rest. We have one that's called Poison Apple. There's nothing in it that is apple flavored, but the cocktail tastes just like an apple. So, uh, What's the situation now? Is it easy to get into? Do you need to make a reservation? And if so, how do you make one? Is there a cover charge? All that fun stuff. We make it as easy as possible. We don't do any reservations or reserve anything. So it's first come, first serve. Uh, you, so you, earlier you get here, the better if you're looking to sit down. Um, there is no minimums. There is no door cover. You just come have a good time. If you don't want to drink, you can watch the band. It's just a good party atmosphere. And how long is it going? Uh, through Halloween night. Now, are any of the musical acts that you're booking during the month of October in keeping with this theme, or is it the straightforward blues rock that we know from Sand Dollar? None of the bands are specifically for Halloween. Some of them we know are over-the-top costumes even year-round. But in general, most of the bands get excited about playing in this atmosphere, so they throw in some Halloween songs into their playlists and sets, and they learn some new stuff, and then they most of the time are in costume, getting into the vibe. Well, it sounds like a blast, man. I can't wait to come back with the wife. And, um, yeah, congratulations on another holiday. Thank you. And while this one's a little early, it's never too soon to start thinking about doing something good this holiday season. Arizona Charlie's is letting its regular players put their points to good use this holiday season with the return of their Feed a Family program. From November 1st through December 15th, members of the Golden Entertainment True Rewards program can donate some of their points to this um, holiday effort. And for every 12,000 points contributed, Golden will donate a basket of food to a local food pantry containing a whole turkey with all the traditional holiday fixings. Wow. I'm actually planning to have Golden Entertainment chef Bradley Manchester on the show within the next couple weeks, so I hope to get more info from him when I do. Gaetano's on Eastern Avenue in Henderson is hosting a whiskey pairing dinner spotlighting Smoke Wagon Bourbon on Thursday, October 19th. You a Smoke Wagon fan? Jim? Yes, I am. Yeah, Smoke oh, Wagon yeah. is good. That, that was smoke wagon. wonderful stuff. Yeah. Aaron's a good guy. The bourbon is good. I'm a happy camper. So that's Thursday, October 19th, and I spoke to chef owner Nick Palmieri about that. So we're doing a whiskey dinner with Smoke Wagon Bourbon. Uh, Aaron Chepanik is the founder and master blender, and he's actually a local guy here in Vegas. So it's a pretty cool dinner that we're doing. Always wanted to do something with them. It's a four-course dinner with four different bourbon pairings. And on top of that, Aaron's going to bring a rare bottle of Smoke Wagon Bourbon for all the participants of the dinner to try as well. Cool. So something that you can't get in your local liquor store if you come out to this event. It's one off. Like literally, it's probably like dusted on the shelf. Maybe he something that he just made that he's going to release next year. Who knows? Cool. So um, I've asked you this before, but what's it like cooking when you know you're pairing with whiskey? Yes. So whiskey has to be involved with a lot of like game or pork or some stuff with fat. Like a good example, the first course, we're using speck from northern Italy. Um, it's a pork that is herbed and aged in the Alps. Um, the second course, we are doing uh, mezzaluna veal raviolis with prosciutto pea cream sauce with porcini mushrooms. Third course, we're doing duck with an apple cinnamon uh, sauce. And then the final course, we're doing a flourless chocolate cake with a fun revolver cocktail. And could you tell people how they get tickets? I know there's two different ways you can get it, two different kind of pricing structures, sort of. The easiest way to do it, if you want to be uh, one and done, is you go to our open table profile. You can buy the experience. All-inclusive is $140. That includes tax and tip. If you don't want to do that, you make a reservation at the restaurant by calling um, our phone number, and then we could make your reservation there. Okay, and then that way, I believe it's one ten plus you do the tax and the tip plus. Correct. Correct. Great. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you telling us about it, and have a great event. Awesome. Thank you very much. 
And finally, I believe finally, Vegas on Strip will return to the Arts District this Saturday night as you're listening to this. It's going to be on California Street between Casino Center and Maine. More than 30 of the best off-strip chefs in town will be there offering unique dishes that you won't find on their normal menus. Tickets are still available at $150 at VegasUnstripped.com. And if you're there, please come see me and Gemini because yeah. we're going to be set up recording material for this very show. I feel we'll like be there as well. You're going to yeah. be there cooking. Yeah. See, perfect. You're going to okay. What, what are you doing? Can you? Uh, we are doing uh, bento grilled chicken thighs with a uh, yuzu kocho aioli, barrel nice. aged uh, shoyu, and uh, Japanese style pickles. Oh. Very cool. Different style from what you were doing yeah. last time I saw you. You were doing mm. s'mores. Yeah, at the I festival. think we yeah. are. Those, those may make an appearance as well. Oh, so, very uh, cool. Uh, very cool. So, yeah, we're kind of doing a, um, I think it's going to end up being a trilogy of three Arts District shows in a row. We had Kim, so. Kim Owens on last week. We've got Dustin on this week. We're going to record a whole shit ton of material on at Saturday, Vegas on Strip yeah. for next week. Great. So we love the Arts District. And that is about it for this show. Thanks to our hosts at 1228 Maine, um, David Robbins, Dustin Lewandowski, everybody in the Wolfgang Puck family. Thanks for having us. Thanks for also, coming in. Thank you to also to um, Stephen Lee and Will Statton, Nick Palmieri, everybody who spoke to us for this show. For Samantha Gemini Stevens and for Rich Johnson, I am Al Mancini. Stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>